Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we, we, we delved into the lower reaches. We did. Of, um, uh, of football-wise. Uh, that, that happens a lot when I'm here, Paul. Um, we, yes, we spoke to the... Uh, it was very kind of you to let us speak to the Exeter City uh, captain, yeah. Matt Jay. Yeah, that was very professional, Paul. It very was, yeah. Someone who's a talkie fan, doesn't like Exeter. Uh, he was telling us about the record that uh, his fine club had set. Uh, we found out a little bit more about the unorthodox methods of Tottenham's new fitness guru. I like the sound of him. Yeah, Dan Kilpatrick from the London Evening Standard filled us in on that. And then, um, if you were listening yesterday, you would have heard Charlie poo-poo the chances of Aberystwyth uh, beating uh, TNS. <laughs> As did the man from Paddy Power. Yes, yeah. But um, basically, Aberystwyth won last night in a game they were given no chance in by Paddy and others. And um, we spoke to the manager of Aberystwyth, who's a very nice lad. So it's all that. Bit of a chat. You got involved. Here it is. It is eight minutes past one. We should crack on. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. And the good news keeps coming for West Ham. It does. Um, Now, West Ham fans, you want to know a bit more about Kretinsky? I'm sure you've done your homework. This is the new... Uh, shareholder in your club, Czech billionaires bought a fairly sizable chunk, and there's a lot of talk that maybe, uh, maybe after 2023 he could look to increase his stake. Um, but we will hear from a Czech football expert we spoke to about 10 days ago when this story first broke. He gave us chapter and verse on the man, so we'll we'll play you a little bit of that. Good stuff to get you up to speed. Yeah, lovely stuff. Mm. Very good indeed. Uh, you see, uh, Emil Smith Rowe said <clears throat> he's too lazy, Paul. Yeah, he's, he's been too lazy in his life. Which, for a professional footballer, mm. you sort of go, "That's a that's a quite a big admission, isn't well, it?" That, no, you know, I think I think the fact that he recognised it, he, he, I thought it was very upfront to say, "I didn't maybe I didn't put the work in in some ways. My diet wasn't right. Yeah. I was a, you know, I, it can happen. But what you have got to do is deal with it, which yeah. he has, and, and has made himself a better player because well, of it. We're going to talk to Ian Dante later on about the EFL and the Papa Johns and the yeah. under 23s yeah. teams who haven't you know, done that well. They haven't done that well, and you see it, and we've seen it at Talk United a lot of the time. Is a lot of under 23 footballers turn up, and they haven't just haven't got it. They just haven't got it in them playing yeah. up against men for three points. Yeah. And so you, you do wonder if, if if him being put into the first team pretty quickly in his career has given him that 
kick up the possibly needs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we're going to. You wanted. We wanted to find out about uh, laziness today, yes. didn't we? The day you had to admit you were a bit lazy. You've you've seen something that feeds into both of uh, the things we're going to talk about today, yeah. which is an escalator at Paddington Station. Yes. and I have seen this escalator <laughs> when I when I was there recently. Tell us about it. If you need an escalator, I am not judging you in any way. For, mm, yeah. You know, if I, like, if um, obviously I'm I'm not a monster. No. Oh, eight, seven, oh, sorry, <laughs> 03717, I'll get that right. 81089, it's Charlie yeah. Baker, a monster. No, yeah. um, as a, I'd say it's 10 steps. It's a Paul, 10 step escalator. Which is lazy. I know people have luggage and that sort of you stuff. You've got a pram or something. But you can, you can get up an S. You, I judge people on short escalators. You see a lot I'm of, just putting my hands up here, Paul. You see a lot of uh, young, able bodied people without prams using that escalator at Paddington. It's only because it's there, Paul. Yeah. Isn't it? If, if there's stairs, it's good for you. How do you think I keep this tush in such good shape, Paul? <laughs> you know? I'd rather not think about that. <laughs> so Check it, out my OnlyFans. If, if you look back on something now or you witness something, you think. Yeah, that was that lazy. Was lazy. <laughs> I was lazy. Yeah, there. like Eddie, Eddie yeah. Jones. Yeah, that was lazy. <laughs> Do let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. And Ian Duncan-Smith is in the news today around uh, his quite contentious hand sanitizer-based side hustle. Uh, but we're not going to go into that now. Um, <laughs> it's just that I saw a, a tweet uh, from someone I know, someone who uh, popped in the studio the other week, who has uh, a new book out on the subject of running, or old mate Chaz Nuki Burden. Lovely. And off the back of that story that's made all the papers today, Chaz said, I once saw Ian Duncan Smith order a lamb passander, so nothing would surprise me about him. <laughs> so it, just sometimes, you know, it's obviously an Indian restaurant, Ian Duncan yeah. Smith, you think, oh, I wonder what he or the lamb passander. You think, oh, yeah, well, that sums the man up in my eyes. You sometimes make value judgments about people. A creamy lamb curry is, in, not, is in, not the one, Paul, is it's, it? Well, it's, it looks, if you have what you want to have, but I mean, it, it wouldn't personally be my choice, or indeed, it looks like Chaz's either. And he has made he has made a value judgment about Ian Duncan Smith based on his, on his choice of main course. Mm. So the irrational ways in which you wrote someone off. Yeah, we would exactly. love to hear some of those stories today. I mean, it's often things like your old nan and your old mum, or they'll say stuff. Oh, and I didn't know, a bit shifty. Yeah. Well, what does that mean, nan? Oh, shoes. Oh, isn't it? A you, bit can, sh- you can sometimes you judge sh- people on their shoes. Yeah, can't you, Paul? nans would do stuff like that. So if you if you want to, some of those are oh no, I never liked him. Yeah, that brown, yeah, that's right. Brown boots at a funeral, as Stanley. Holloway said, <laughs> yeah. "There's one for Brand the kids." Boots. <laughs> ask, ask your great great granddad. So, uh, talksport.com text eight ten eighty nine tweet TSH and J TSH and DJ to get in touch on those and other uh, matters this afternoon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now we're going to have a chat with Ian Dante a little bit later on about the uh, the Papa Johns and the fact that a lot of the big boys uh, under twenty one sides. Um, there was a feeling when they were allowed into the tournament uh, that, that they would dominate and we'd see finals, you know, mm. Liverpool versus Manchester City under-21s. That's not happened. Uh, there's Papa John's game tonight between the Exeter uh, City and Bristol Rovers. Obviously a local derby and I think a bit of a winner-takes-all game. The, the team that wins it will go through to the next stage. But uh, interestingly enough, after Liverpool uh, losing to West Ham at the weekend, uh, Exeter City have the longest current run unbeaten in English football. 16 games unbeaten, which is a club record. Well, congratulations to Exeter City. (laughs) The talky fan alongside me. I'm being professional, Paul. With his fingers crossed as he speaks. Well, just be professional for the next five minutes. I am very professional. Grow up. Matt J. (laughs) Matt J, the Exeter City striker and skipper, joins us. Hello, Matt. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, oh, good, I mean, thanks, you're Matt. You're in enemy territory with a Torquay fan. A to- not at fan next to us. Although you are a Torbay lad, aren't yeah, you? I where understand. are you from, Matt? Yeah, born uh, born in Torbay, yeah. so um, I've got slight ties to um, to Torquay, but yeah. but not much the football team, no. to be honest. Were they? Did you? Can you be honest? Did you support them when you were young or not? Yeah, we- I have to admit, I did go to a few games, oh. but that was when they were in the league. So, oh, oh anyway. what a dig! There's no need what for that. What a dig! There's no need for that. Was there? <laughs> Unbelievable. I've got some good friends down there now. So, oh, yeah, good. Uh, You'll end up there eventually, Matt. They all do. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in again. Yeah. So th- this run, I mean, it, it, very impressive. What a, what a great start! I'm sure you're we, we all punching the air after West Ham beat Liverpool. <laughs> to be honest, no, not really. It was something that um, kind of only came came to light a few uh, a few games ago, and all of a sudden we were on this um, terrific unbeaten run. Um, I think we would have preferred to have, have had a few more wins um, mm. in there. We have drawn a, a fair few, but um, yeah, since uh, I, it was you know I was made aware after the the Liverpool game that we were we have held that record, and um, I think we should be very proud of it. It's something that you know we've been on a good good run of form as of late and um yes it's it's certainly a nice nice feeling to have um you've been there a long time matt um i'm assuming you're a, a youth product and ecstasy have a, a, an incredible youth system having and they their, their development and and the, the players they, they've had have gone on to to be sold to a very very high level and purdue i'm thinking of and grimes you know and uh, you you must have seen those players go through do you notice a, a marked difference when you see a good one uh, yeah, I think first of all, it's um, it's proven now, isn't it? How many players that Exeter have brought through the academy? You know, you've, you've you've named a few there as well. Obviously, Ollie Watkins now at Aston Villa, yeah. another one that came through and did. Torquay, um, he's a Torquay did, fan. Oh. Do you know that? Do you know that, Matt? <laughs> and, and, yeah, Keith, and Keith, and Keith, both Torquay ball boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly when 
you know, when you do get a good one, you, you do know. And Ethan was a, um, a prime example of that. Yeah. He came into, he was only 15. I think he came in from doing his maths class and came in to train with the first team and then went back off to school to do English. And it was, um, yeah, there's, it's, it's certainly something that Exeter have continued to do, um, for, you know, for, for a very mm-hmm. long period of time. Long may that continue. I think it's certainly yeah. the way things should be done. I think the, the academy is something to to be very proud of and some some other clubs need to look to, to do something similar mm. yeah so is there, is there a, must be a real pride I would think to see a lot of these guys sort of train on and, and do well do you, do you keep in touch do they keep in touch with you back at the club uh, these players yeah it's X is a very it's a very um, family family based club so you know people move on but they still have ties to the area you know a lot of the the, the guys that have gone that are local to the area and um you know come back when they can and when they've not got games and things and it's something that um the club are very keen to do to to keep the profile of the club going I think and um you know it's always nice to see to see the boys do well and then come back to Exeter and you know just just do the stuff with the, in the community and the fans and things um but yeah like I said it's it's a, it's a very good family run club and um we pride ourselves on producing good players and good people as well. Yeah, fourth at the moment, just five points off the top spot. It's very, very tight. League two, a lot of people go up, then a lot of a lot of teams go up. So it's four go up, you know, and, and you, you must be hopeful. Yeah, definitely. We've 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 come very close over the last or four or five years, I suppose, and um, you know, something that's kind of been a bit of a burden on us. We we really need to get the club um into League One and it's something that this year we're really looking to do and you know, we've got a very good squad this year off the back of a very tough year last year for, for everyone, you know, with the pandemic and things. We've actually come through pretty well and we've got a very good squad this year and um, we're in a good place at the moment. And um, the league is very tight. You know, obviously there's some big clubs down in our in our division who who really need to get out. We're, we're, we're not so much that of that, but we, we, we're someone that really wants to get out of the league. And, um, and I think we've you know, the possibilities uh, of us going up are, are quite high. So, fingers crossed we can get over the line this year. And you're still in the Cup, finally. Um, although, I see you, uh, your gaffer not particularly impressed with the performance against Bradford, but you're still in the hat um, if you come through the replay. Yeah, um, I was, uh, that. you know, speaking about big clubs in our in our division, Bradford yeah, are probably huge, yeah. the biggest. Um, I think we were expected a bit of a bumper crowd. It wasn't to be, but it was a very tough, you know, it's a very tough place to go. And it was the kind of a, the League Two affair that you don't really want when the draw comes out. You kind of want a, a lower lower team um, as such. But, you know, we've got another chance. The performance wasn't quite there on, on Saturday, but we've got another a game a week, uh, just a week Tuesday. So, um, yeah, we'll be looking to, to get through that and uh, have a good cup run, fingers yeah. crossed. Cambridge United or Northampton? Yeah. Uh, Lion Wait, if you come through that. Which yeah. Look, you know, with respect to Max Rushton, are, are winnable games. Don't worry about that. So the third round beckons potentially. <laughs> yeah, so very much so. Yeah, for, uh, fingers crossed. Are you, are you, fingers crossed. Anybody use the word inv- invincibles down there yet at Exeter? Not yet, but it might be something that we 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 use tonight in the um for for the pre match pre match report. Yeah. So let's you know let's keep the um, uh, yeah. the unbeaten run going. Yeah. Very good. Which bit of Torbay are you from? Because you don't sound at all like me, Matt. You sound very, very, very well spoken. Thankfully, thankfully yeah. <laughs> you walked into that, Charlie. You walked Sorry, into I that. It's <laughs> fine. You're absolutely. No, he allowed. deserved that. He deserved that for the last five minutes. Uh, all the best tonight, uh, Matt. Good to talk to you. Thanks a lot. And you take care. Thank there you, are, Matt. Jay, there, the Exeter City striker and captain. Ah.
Yeah. You were singing uh, in the office. You were singing some songs about Exeter that I. Yeah, I'm not allowed to sing no, them on air. No, you can't sing them. On air. You were barely able to sing them in the office, to be honest, with a mixed crowd. Pauling business. There we are. One of our yeah. guests. I've got to be true to yourself, aren't you, Paul? And I'm here as a representative of a, a you know enthusiastic football fan. Yeah, that's true. And you know, true. we all it's have teams true. that you we know, don't like, and the team I don't like is Exeter City. Followed very closely by Plymouth Argyle. Okay, fair enough. But I okay on that basis. You manage yourself quite well there, I'd say. I, you know, did, I well did as, ask some professional questions. Well I? As I sounded interested in Exeter well, City, didn't I? Paul? As well as Have you ever seen the footage of um, Yuri Geller and Michael Jackson driving around the pitch in a in an old open top Rolls Royce? Yes, I have. That's good yeah, fun. Yeah, David Blaine. Yeah. So he's there. They're all well. there. They're all down there. <laughs> They're all there. Imagine that before Ampol. Here we got him. He's coming. Yeah. <laughs> In the, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Here. Oh, he's actually turned up. I didn't expect... Get the spoons out, Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been perfect. Get the spoons out, Marjorie. Well, if you were looking for a title for today's podcast, I think we may have just found it. Uh, yeah, Dickie said he sounds very different from Charlie, yeah, but, you know, Torbay is a broad church. Probably went it's not where they make broad church. Talkie Boys Grammar School, I would have thought. Do you think? Okay. To, yeah, yeah. All right, you let it go now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Loves the smell of railjets in the morning. <laughs> now, uh, we play at Ryan of the Valkyries because Tottenham's uh, new fitness guru, Gian Piero Ventroni, is known to stick it on when he's uh, working the boys hard. Lovely stuff. Um, he is quite the character. I know this because I read uh, Dan Kilpatrick uh, from the London Evening Standards piece yesterday. Good afternoon, Dan. Good afternoon, chaps. Now, normally, if you, you bypass for a, 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 an international week, it's like feet up, but uh, not for the Tottenham boys that, that are uh, are left to work with Antonio Conte's new coaching staff, especially Ventroni. And, yeah, you painted a, quite a colourful picture of him uh, and his past. So tell us a bit more about him. Yeah, well, I think he's quite a colourful character. Um, yeah, as you say, he, he's been known to to play Wagner during fitness drills. Um, during particularly intense drills, apparently, that's the kind of crescendo of the exercise, uh, the ride of the Valkyries that you just played. Um, and I think he's he's fairly notorious in, in Italian football circles for being a really hard taskmaster. So he was, he was actually um, one of the coaches at Juve when Conte was a player there. So Conte worked under him. Um, and he had something called the bell of shame, which was a little bell the players had to ring when they could no longer keep going in one of his drills. <laughs> so it had kind of bleep tests like exercises. And when you checked out, you had to ring the bell, which he thought was a, a kind of stimulus to keep the players going for longer. Um, and, and reports from the players at the time were that they were often kind of on the verge of of throwing up afterwards. Um, so I, I imagine his, his methods will have changed slightly. Um, but back then he, he was known as the Marine um, and, mm. and for good reason. I love your story as well. That where Gianluca Vialli, you worked under him. You say he became so enraged with Ventroni, he once locked him in a cupboard and called the police. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're being worked so hard you call the police. That's fantastic. Yeah, I have to credit um, Michael Cox's book, uh, Zonal Marking, for that anecdote. But yeah, apparently Viali, when he was a player, just had enough. Um, and, and What did he <laughs> and say to the gun. police? Come and get this man, he's trying to kill me. He was attempted well, murder. Yeah, I, I imagine maybe he said it was, um, you know, it was it was verging on abuse, what was going on in training. <laughs> 
I can only imagine it was something like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure. Um, you know, we all know that the modern modern players perhaps um, you know won't won't put up with that in quite the same way as they did in, in the, the mid to late nineties. So I'm sure he'll be slightly mellower now. Um, but yeah, that that will give you an idea of what Spurs' remaining players, their non-internationals, are, are kind of going through in the next ten days. The noises out of the club are suggesting <clears throat> um, Conte not massively impressed with the fitness. Every new manager says they that. They all team, say that. Team they? needs Come to be in, fitter. Not fit, you know. And he's doing what he did at Chelsea. He's done at other clubs. They can forget the HP sauce and the Tommy sauce and all that sort of stuff. And uh, all that sort of food is is disappearing from the canteen table as well. Apparently. Yeah, it's it's almost become a cliche now, isn't it? The kind of continental manager comes in and bans the catch up, and then the sort of you know the the homegrown manager, the English manager, come replaces him in a few years' time and <laughs> and puts catch up back on the menu. Spotted dick uh, on the, the menu. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, five minutes everyone, before kickoff. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah, it gets everyone back on board. So yeah, we we have heard this type of thing before, but I think there is genuinely good reason for Conte to be concerned about the squad's fitness because. <clears throat> Spurs are one of the fittest teams in the league under Pochettino and they really fell away in that regard under Mourinho um, who, who just kind of believed in in different techniques for keeping the players fit which didn't really seem to work and when Nuno came in one of the one of the things the club said was you know we want you to get the, the squad fit again that's the top priority and he didn't really seem to manage it because when he was sacked Spurs had the you know the the lowest stat for for distance covered in the entire Premier League, so you know that gives you an idea of, of what Conte is working against. Mm. This could be good for some of those fringe players to get you know in front of him over the next couple of weeks without the distraction of of the the, the players that tend to start at the moment, including Delhi and Harry Winks, who's looked quite lively in the little cameos he's had, and Tangion Dombele and one or two others that think they should be worthy of a starting place and you know they can get and get in front of the teacher for a couple of weeks undistracted yeah I think you're right I mean those three that you mentioned there Winks, Delian and Dombele are probably the three players that have, have struggled for consistent form under Mourinho and, and Nuno the most and Winks and and Delhi were, were effectively kind of cast out under both Mourinho and Nuno and Dombele was in and out under both managers so they feel like the three in the squad probably with the most to prove um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what Conte can do with them because I think on the one hand you could argue they haven't really they haven't had a really top progressive coach since Pochettino um, you know I know people have different views on Mourinho but you, you, know, you could definitely say that but on the other hand you know the fact that it's been consecutive managers you know might suggest there's there's something more going on so yeah it, it does feel like a, a big few months not just in the next couple of weeks but a big few months for for some of the squad just back to this bell what's the bell called Paul the, the bell of shame bell of shame it's very Pavlov's dog isn't it which is you know that they, they thought to, to elicit a response from the yeah. dog they'd They'd, if they heard footsteps coming in to feed them, they, they'd, they'd instantly start salivating. Yeah. Will Tottenham fans just start taking a bell along? <laughs> if, if, they, if they don't think you anyone's might, trying in midfield, start ringing the bell? You can't get in that ground with a plastic bottle top because <laughs> it's seen as an offensive weapon. You won't oh. get in with a bell, I don't think. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, there was, there, was that, there was that Portsmouth fan that was constantly ringing the bell. Yeah, so John. if they get Pompey in the yeah. cup, <laughs> yeah, they, they might get triggered. They may um, do, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. And we're just finally on his Mottos, Ventroni's mottos. I don't know if these have been pinned up around the dressing room. Work today to run tomorrow. Oh, nice. Die, but finish. Although that, <laughs> I'm not quite sure how you do that. Um, and victory... Three be- points is three points. Victory belongs to the strong. So that's Ooh. that's the kind of messaging we're, we're getting. He looks quite an avuncular character, doesn't he? He'll have a sort of shock of white hair. Looks such a... Looks, you know, looks quite a lovely fella. But uh, on once he puts that training kit on, he, he's 
he puts you through it, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's he's quite Richard Greer in, in looks. Mm. Um, yeah, kind of distinguished older gentleman. Yeah. But I think you know the three mottos could could almost you know be apply to Conte as well you yeah. can easily imagine him saying them he's already talked a lot about his players needing to suffer and he said you know he says that at all his clubs he said that at Chelsea so he talked after the Everton game on on the weekend about how he was proud of his players for suffering for him so I think there will be a lot of talk about suffering and, and killing his players if they don't do enough it doesn't and, feel and very maybe... Spurs does it it doesn't feel very you know you think of Spurs you think like you know nice you don't think of fl- suffering floating around football you want to watch him for 40 and... years Mate, I'll give you suffering. Probably longer than that, sadly. Uh, Dan, thank you. As always, thanks a lot. Thanks, Dan. There we are, Dan Kilpatrick there from the London Evening Standard. On uh, yeah, Remember the name, uh, because he may be coming to uh, give you a workout at some stage. Bring his belly. He does pr- yeah, he could do. Gian-Piero Ventrone. We were saying we should have that, shouldn't we, Paul, when we run out of... Uh, Sub idea on a subject, you know. If Just we're, if we're doing the bell. it, we had the a new, bell of shame. We have the bell of shame, and we've run. I've run out of questions. Psychologically, though, it's a great thing. Who's? I mean, because it's not like saying, you know, you don't go easy. You can't just quit. I mean, sometimes yeah. you you don't. Actively quit. You just can't go anymore. But you have to but go to and ring physically that bell, stand or... up and ring that bell, bell, which just says, "I'm I'm the first to quit in this there exercise." Is um, psychologically very clever. They're very good. I mean, or mad. At, I don't New, know. at Newcastle now, they've got so much money that they, they, they stand up, you ring the bell, and someone brings you a cup of tea. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. That's right. Yes. Somebody comes out with a tray. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Very sad news coming from the world of uh, football commentary, and that's Gerald Sinstat, uh, a voice of certainly of my yeah. youth. Oh yeah, um, has p- passed away. Ninety-one years old. He um, was a great commentator, and I think people in the northwest will remember him probably more fondly than anywhere else because we'd hear him sort of doing highlights and stuff. Yeah, but he, he was a voice of northwest football for many years. So uh, yeah, Gerald Sinstat sadly died. One of those great voices, Paul. You yeah, know, one of those great. He grew up when it was you know just you wouldn't yeah. wasn't as much sport on television. So. When you did hear it or watch it, it was a lot more focused, wasn't it? So yeah. I think I associate him with the FA Cup for some reason. Oh, really, I, I just I yeah, see yeah, a lot. Yeah, I hear yeah. a lot of Manchester United commentaries, and certainly when when we did uh, fantasy football with Skinner and Badil, oh, we yeah. listened to lots of commentaries he did around World Cup. So uh, yeah, very sad news today, Gerald Sinstat. Um, so um, you've been getting in touch this afternoon. Tell us about the being a little bit irrational sometimes and making value judgments about people. Snap decisions, but, Paul. Yeah, based on nothing at all after uh, Chaz Nuki Bird, an author, journalist, um, just said apropos nothing because he's a man in the news today that um, he took against Ian Duncan Smith when he was with him in an Indian restaurant on another table and he noticed that he bought a lamb passander. Yeah. <laughs> that was enough to put him off. My my wife once ordered a lamb passander. We'd been out, before we had kids and everything, we'd been out drinking all day, Paul. Yeah. And we were not, we're not in a good position. Okay, yeah, you weren't in a <laughs> good place. We ended up in a, in a curry house. Yes. And uh, she ordered, uh, completely out of character. Yeah. A lambasander, mm. just completely out of character, and did not. And she, she literally woke up next morning and went, "I ordered a lambasander." Well, look, that's not, that's not demonise a, a mild dish look, just because exactly. it's mild. It, it might be some people's absolute favourite. Um, this is from Tosh, the Rangers fan on the M6. He says, "I take against people immediately if they order a Guinness shandy." Ooh. Now that's a concoction I've never tried. I wouldn't a sell you a, a pint, a fine pint of Guinness with lemonade. They're difficult. As having been a barman. A, yeah. a decent Has anybody pint, ever ordered one? A decent pint of Guinness is 
is a Course. skill to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to pour to anyway. look after it, yeah. But also a decent pint of shandy is a skill to, to pour yeah, because yeah, it's, you know, that the head can just go that's, mental that's straight not away. A great, that's not a great combo. Though, Red wine and Coke, people used to often, often order. Really? That's red wine and Coke. It's a, it's a French drink, I can't remember what it's called, but... But uh, red wine and coke. But yeah, wow. Guinness Shandy, I've never heard of that. Afternoon, lads. Steve from Didcot here. I once had a new starter at a previous job who had to complete their training with me. I asked him what team he did he support, and he told me that he didn't like football. Yeah. The judgment was heavy. <laughs> and all I could think well, of is great. What are we going to talk about? Well, you have to talk about your feelings. We, um, Football's there to mask our feelings. Myself of course, and my, my friend, former colleague Dan Goldstein, when we started 90 Minutes magazine in his back room in Blackheath, we, yes. did, we, we, needed, we felt we needed needed to expand we needed someone to come in and help us get this weekly football magazine out yeah. so we started to chat to people about the potential the idea was we would be in a very small room with this third person so they had to be right yes and we had a few people come in and and sort of uh, and interview, have an interview yeah, for yeah. the job and one of these guys he seemed pretty good he seemed okay and uh, you know we'd have we'd have sort of whatever stations were going I remember at the time we seemed to have Kiss FM on all day okay, just to, yeah. we were fueled oh, by yeah. that it wasn't, you know, it, it was probably a bit more mainstream in 1990. Big dance music, though, Well, we were just, you know, it was good. It was a good thing to play. It okay. was, we we kind of liked it, but, we, you know, Radio 2 could make you a bit soporific at that time of the day. In those days, that's all I'm saying. Whoa. You don't want to fall Paul, asleep Paul when, writing himself when out you're often. pulling 16-hour days. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I bring this up yes. is this, that we chatted to the bloke and uh, we had the music on in the background and uh, we said, oh, yeah, but just out of interest, what sort of music do you like? And he said... Predominantly electric folk. And we looked wow. at each other and he said, Well, look, it's been great yeah. to meet you. So, we, look, I've, I've got, I mean, in small doses, that's but I sh- just I just suddenly pool. saw ourselves, you know, in a very stressful what day. Thinking, like Leonard Skinner? Well, no, 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 no. I'm no, talking no, about no. a very, very stressful day. 15 hours in, we're all at each other's throats, and suddenly he goes over the radio, turns it, and he goes, All around my hat. <laughs> and I think it could have kicked off. So I just, It could have been. But he, he left, and uh, we looked at each other, me and Dan, we went, Electric phone. <laughs> Not well, that there's anything yeah. wrong with that. You never know. <clears throat> Tom in Birmingham, my mate has a Guinness with a dash of Coke. Oh, Weird, no. I know. Looks, he I've gets got a friend. Who, uh, right. I've got a friend who puts. Um, what well, he puts? Tia Maria has a Tia Maria top in his Guinness. <laughs> That's called an alcoholic pool. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally a port top. A port top. A oh, that that, port that top. can see he'll, that. He'll, that's a he'll bit put in there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a rocky road. I think he stepped back from that. Lenny now. Leonard's been on. He wrote off Lenny anyone Leonard. as a kid, as a kid. He wrote off anyone who owned a Commodore sixty four. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? Wow, <laughs> I had a Commodore sixty four. Maybe that explains a lot. They, yeah, they make a judgment on people. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we had uh, Dave's been in touch uh, from Plymouth. Oh. Oh, right. He said, yeah, Exeter may be 16 games unbeaten, but what about Argyle? Um, oh, 15 games unbeaten. Isn't it time to get our skipper on? That would make Charlie's day complete. <laughs> yeah, we should have done that. Yeah. We should. If, except our producer is also a talkie fan, yeah. there's no way. They won't get through. There's no way we would have <laughs> got won't get through. The, the captains of Plymouth Argyle and Exeter City on in the same day. I think you might have walked out. Well, I won't walk out. I'm a professional, Paul. A lot of the Exeter City fans are rounding on me. Yeah. I thought I did a very good interview with Matt Jay. It was very yeah, grown it was, up. It was bent, wasn't it? <laughs> It was exactly. Banks. I've been operating a one-man boycott of all things Lincolnshire for 26 <laughs> years. Including the sausages. You're missing out, mate. You really are. My yeah. ex had a granny from Lincoln who once misheard me and served corned beef for Sunday lunch. 
You shouldn't. I don't, I don't you shouldn't take against a whole county because of one old lady, really. Yes. But that's what we're after. We're after really irrational things that have yeah. turned you, turned you off of somebody exactly. or yeah, something. Are, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Clapping along there, Charlie. Mm. Along with the music. Just eating my rice cake at the wrong yeah. time as well, Paul. I okay. apologise. Oh, you said you were professional, weren't you? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're telling us about some of this irrational stuff this afternoon. Some of those things you just took against rather irrationally. We'll keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089. Tweet uh, TSH&J. Um, but before all of that, uh, we're going to take you back to yesterday. And we often do with uh, Paddy Power on the show, the midweek acker. And we have to choose a fixture and, uh, you know, and we put it all in our uh, in our four-leg multi-sport acker and we hope for the best. There were, it was slim pickings yesterday, Paul. Well, we did, we, we had, there was less well. football to go yes. at. Uh, I suggested that uh, um, Chelsea's women would put Servette to the sword. I said four-plus goals. Yeah. They got seven. Seven nil. I was yeah, too yeah. conservative. Charlie went into the world of Welsh football and this this is what he had to say. I've gone for the new Saints, which are the old Total Network solutions, oh, yeah, who, are, who are flying at the top of the mm. league, Paul. They're, they're top of the league by about six or seven points right. at the moment, and they're playing Aberyst with tough place to go, Paul. Don't know if you've, anyway, not even just for football. This <laughs> is a long way, Paul. I've not been to Aberyst. It's a long way to Aberyst with, as the uh, old Glen Campbell song goes. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've just gone for them, TNS, to beat Aberyst with. Charlie, what are you doing here? They are one to nine. Oh. TNS. Um, I mean, this is outrageous stuff. They're not even Welsh. They're from Shropshire, the new things. They dominate Welsh football. Mm. Oh and they're one to nine, and Charlie Baker is sticking them in there. And they're playing Aberystwyth with. In, in, in an echo. Come on, man. <laughs> the level of disrespect there. Aberystwyth. I know he can even say the name. I know. It's a long it's, it's a long way to go. It's a tough place to go, generally. I mean, yeah. honestly, layer upon layer. One to nine, the bookies gave them absolutely no chance. Unbelievable! And then I so I watched it on I watched it. I followed it on Twitter all night, yeah. and I was I was, I was absolutely gunning for Aberystwyth. Oh, I you really see that? Yeah, I really wanted them to do well, and I was given great them... reverse ferret. This is <laughs> this is because um, uh, the manager of, of Aberystwyth Town, Antonio Cabrera, joins us now. Good afternoon, Antonio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, both. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Thank I'd you. like to think, Antonio, the, the first thing you said to the lads, or the last thing you said before they went out on that pitch, was say, stick it to Charlie Baker on top. <laughs> show talk sport. Show them what we've got. Did did it did it feature in the team talk? Absolutely. As, as soon as I arrived at the ground, I had um, the media officer come to me saying, you haven't heard the talk sport today, have you? They're all, they're all going against you and everything. So make wow. sure you stick it to him so I can send a, a reply to him. So, um, yeah, I had that as soon as I walked Brilliant. to the ground. Brilliant. Fantastic. That's great. I, I, lovely. Did, I, think I did your job for points. you. Do I, do I get a cut of the three points or <laughs> <laughs> win we bonus? We need all the three points. We can keep. Thank you. <laughs> it, it was a, I mean, as we said, we heard what the odds were. Um, I mean, what, what yeah. a cracking victory for you. Yeah, a huge victory for us, you know. Um, I, th- I think Charlie's got to look into his form before he starts backing against uh, some things, you know. They come to us last season and we, we, we drew with them. And then I think the time before that, we, we, we snuck a little 1-0 away at, at home to him as well. So, um, yeah. but no, mass- massive for us yesterday. We, we needed it, you know. We've been in a good run of form recently. Um, good uh, draw against Barry. We've been playing well, but it, it hasn't dropped for us. But uh Finally, a drop for us last night, which was which was huge. Yeah, TNS are very much the sort of Man City of the division, aren't they? You know, really got got a few quid and uh, 
normally do very, very well. So they must always have a sort of a, a price on their head and it must be up for the game normally anyway. Yeah, definitely. You know, TNS are a, f- a fantastic team. Um, in my opinion, probably the best team in the league. You know, like you say, you know, they're a, they're a wealthy club and, you know, they brought in some great players. Um, I've got a lot of respect for Antti Limerick, the manager there, um, who's been, we've, we work quite closely, you know, throughout the season since he's come in. So, um, but yeah, the, the boys were on it last night. Yeah. You know, we, we got them right up for it. You know, we, 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 um, we made it difficult for them. Um, and that, and that's what, that was, what, that's what was pleasing for me is that it was difficult. We didn't give them any chances. They didn't get in behind us. Um, and then we, and we, our game plan worked. So we could go and counter and we, and we did, we counted and scored late on. I've done a few gigs at Aberyst with uni, actually. Mm, and yeah. it's and it's, yeah. it's always, no matter how many times you go there, it's further than you think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's further a, away it's than mission. you think. It's a mission. It's a, so it's, how, it's do you, how do you attract players, Antonio? It, it's really difficult, you know, um, you know, going into when we, when we first took over, me and the management team, you know, we probably spoke to about 40-odd players to try and get them here. And everyone mm. you spoke to, they were like, nah, you're too far, you're too far. And you're like, go on, name your price just to give us an idea. And they were like, nah, I don't want to talk money. Um, but no, to be fair, you know, we've, we've kept the main bulk of the squad from last season. Um, and the players that we wanted to keep, um, and they've been fantastic. And we, we've just added, you know, three or four new fresh faces there just to freshen up the squad. Um, and then hopefully, you know, with re- results like this and performances that we've been putting in, there'll be a, a lot more players out there thinking, like, do you know what, next time he gives me a bell, I might, I might, take, the, might take the punt and go there. Now, like Charlie, you're a Devon lad, right? You, oh, there is a, very much we can hear quite a lot of Welsh in the oh, accent. You, you, all your playing career has been in Wales, isn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah, I was I was born in Exmouth. Um, oh, nice bit. My dad's job. My... <laughs> I don't remember too much. I was only four when I moved away. Mm. Um, and then my dad's job brought us up to Reading. Um, did a, did the scenes, uh, the schoolboys around Reading and Palace and things, and then released at Reading. Then and then um, I signed YTS at Swansea. Then and did four years at Swansea and then Newport and then Clashley and then uh, finally finished off at Aberystwyth and been fortunate enough to be to be given the reins now. I'm just looking. I mean, Antonio Giovanni Vincenzo Corbusiero. Is, uh, <laughs> have you got a little bit of Italian in you as well? Yeah. I just, I mean, it's a punt. This yeah. me asking this question <laughs> clearly. Yeah, my 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 dad Salvatore. Yeah, he's he's from Naples. Um, and then my mum's Irish as well. So I'm living in Wales. So I, I'm a bit of a mongrel, really. <laughs> when you look at it like that, probably the most Italian name with like the the strongest English Welsh accent going. Yeah, yeah, and um, got, uh, another end. There's a couple of other. Well, there's Michael Antonio going rather well, but there's another Antonio in management, isn't there? At, uh, at Tottenham. Um, yeah. What did you make of that appointment? Oh, that's fantastic. You know, we've always thought so highly of like Antonio Conti. Um, one of the the board members here with us. He's uh, strong connections to Tottenham, mm. um, and you know when we spoke about him, he just said, uh, "I I hope you're as good as the one that we've just brought in." So <laughs> there was no pressure. There was no pressure on me there. Like, but no, it's it's, it's a great appointment for Tottenham. So you got Cardiff um, Cardiff Met, is it next next week? That, uh, next that's week, right. week Friday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, week Friday away to Cardiff Met. So um, you know, it's it's it's, um, it's a game that we you know we're looking to go and win again. You know, it's very it's very tight at the bottom there now. Like you say, a couple of wins there, and you can you can just jump yourself up into the top half of the table. Yeah. So you know, we'll take the positives out of yesterday. You know, we'll work hard, and you know, we'll we'll go again uh, a week Friday. Yeah, Charlie's going to keep so, looking out for your I'm, results. That's it. I'm in. I'm the in. trouble is though, it's the kit. 
the kit. What's your, what's your away kit? Because at the moment you, you're playing green and black, which is Plymouth Argyle colours. So I'm not I'm not on board with that. <laughs> can you just change the kit? Is that possible? Yeah, we got we got a yellow uh, away kit. Yellow. Oh, oh, that's all right. I can yeah. go with the away kit. Yeah, so just keep an yeah. eye for them for away games. I'm gonna, yeah, maybe I'll just follow yeah. them away. That's very yeah. good stuff. Well, I'm, look, I'm I'm very pleased yeah. for you, and I was pleased I got it wrong, mm. um, and not for the Paddy Power charity acker. No. Obviously, I apologise. <laughs> and I'm glad that you came up in the team talk, Charlie, and you. Yeah. Yes. the inspiration for that victory <laughs> if, any, if any managers want me to write them off then yeah. give, give me a shout I can do that now but, uh, and just make sure you back us next Friday then oh, oh, yeah, yeah, come on <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never doubt you again get down the card if I absolutely hammer those lads <laughs> Seaside, is, Seaside is for life indeed <laughs> he's in uh, Antonio good to talk <laughs> to you thanks very much brilliant thank you very much for your time Cheers. all the best Antonio Corbisiero there the manager I'm Amber very much Corbisiero yeah. in yes you are I think uh, yeah you know, I think, I think, just how, I think he sounded like Mark. He sounded like Mark Watson, didn't he? I thought he was Mark you Watson. Think he had a bit of a sound think, of Mark yeah, Watson. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit more Bristolian, but yeah, a little a bit, bit more there, Welsh yeah, than yeah. Mark. But there I we know, are. Just quite possibly. There we are. Anyway, Aberystwyth anyway, FC. Yeah. It's a lovely place to go, Paul. Don't don't get me wrong. No, it's just a long it's way. Just a long way. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon show. Of course, Charlie shouldn't have been here today because get well soon. Andy well. I am in tomorrow. You are in tomorrow. We will have a birthday spread. Oh, will we? We've got Jack okay. D. Oh, yeah, amazing. We've got James Haskell. Fantastic. For you. Um, and, yeah, so do hope you can join All us. In. If not, the podcast will be available at around 4.30. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 